Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi everyone! Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. I am. My name is Allison. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Um, it's always such a pleasure. Le- yesterday, while I was thinking about what the Lord really wanted me to speak to you guys about, I just kept thinking about love. You guys, today is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. Maybe some people don't really care about it. Maybe some people do. doesn't matter because I want to talk to you not about Valentine's Day, but the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, because the love of Jesus changes you. The love of Jesus literally purchased healing for you. He loved you so much. So if you are in need of healing, I am believing that you're going to get a revelation of his great love for you today. So this Valentine's Day, I'm believing that it's going to be the very best. But if you're watching this later, whatever day it is for you, it's going to be the best day because I am believing that you're going to experience the love of Jesus, the love that transforms the spirit. I'm going to read that a little bit later, but his love will transform you if you believe it. And so I just, I'm going to start off with prayer, actually. Again, welcome to Healing Journeys today. Thank you guys for logging in. Thank you for watching and and just listening to this. It's it's awesome. I love teaching. I love sharing the love of God. So thank you guys. All right, let's get started. Thank you, Jesus, so much for your love. Thank you that it's transforming us, that it's making us more like you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that today we get to experience your love in whatever way we need to. If that's healing, we thank you, Jesus, right now for healing. We thank you right now for provision, for forgiveness, whatever it is that we need. You've already provided it. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the love that you showed us and you are showing us today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so excited. I'm excited for the day. I'm excited to talk to you guys about the love of Jesus. I'm excited about Valentine's Day because of Jesus, because he's so good and we get to experience his love, which is just better than any other love we could ever experience. And because he loves us so much, we're able to pour that love out onto others. Okay, so the first verse I have for you is John 15, 12 and 13. John 15, 12 and 13. And I'm going to be in the Passion Translation most of the time. I have... um one in the NIV, but I'll let you guys know when I get there. So the first verse I have is John 15, 12 through 13. And I'm believing that you guys are just going to really get a revelation of this because it's so important. And I know it will change you. It will change your life. It will bring the healing that you need if, if you are in need of healing. So verse 12, it says, so this is my command, love each other deeply as much as I have loved you for the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. And in the note section, it says willingly lay down his soul for his friends. And this word friends is actually family or relatives. And it's crazy because that's what Jesus did. He laid his life down for you. 
on a cross. So it wasn't like, hey, let me just lay my life down. He went through this brutal death on a cross for you. And I just think it's so funny that we're like, yeah, okay, we believe that. We believe that he would die on a cross for us so that we could go to heaven. Well, if he's going to go through all that, of course, he's not holding out on you healing or whatever else you need. He is not holding out on you. If he's willingly going to sacrifice his life, it says for the greatest love of all, the love of Jesus is a love that sacrifices all. And don't we want to be like that, right? But if Jesus is willingly going to go to a cross for you, of course, he's not going to hold out on you. Romans 8 verse 32, it says, for God has proved his love. He proved it by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son, Jesus. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Okay, so just picture, take a minute to picture your own life. What is it that you are in need of that you think that the Lord's been holding out on you? He's not. He went to a cross. He sacrificed his life. And it, he he was in the garden. He was sweating drops of blood, right? He knew what he was going to have to face and he did it willingly. He didn't have to do it. He willingly went to a cross with you in mind. Everybody watching, he went to a cross with Nellie in mind, with Natalie in mind, with Brenda in mind, with George in mind. He went to the cross thinking about you, thinking about your healing, your forgiveness, that you're righteous. You are his beloved. You are so loved. And sometimes I, I mean, back a while ago, I guess I don't really do it anymore, but I would just think, man, Jesus went to a cross so that I could have hair so that I could be healed. He went to a cross so that I could be forgiven and not have to deal with the punishment of my own sin, of my own mistakes. You do not have to live in shame and guilt and regret. He has redeemed your life. He sacrificed his life for you. And Romans 8 Romans 8.32, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. So right now, Lord, we thank you for healing every person who's watching this. You already did it. We thank you, Lord, for providing every need according to your riches and glory. We thank you, Lord, for redeeming relationships, for blessing relationships, for, for keeping us in the right place at the right time, for favoring us, for surrounding us with your favor, for making us the righteousness of Christ. You are not holding out on us. And I love the verse where it talks about he is turning things around for our good and for his glory. Verse 28, Romans 8, 28. So we are convinced that every detail, every single detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. The details, you guys. And if maybe the details seem like they are not working out, we thank you, Lord, that you are redeeming that situation and you are bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. He loves you. You, 
His love purchased healing for you. Something that you do not have to earn. You won't deserve it, but he has made you righteous. He has made you worthy. He has called you, anointed you. He has appointed you. You are in the right place at the right time. He is leading you. It is so good. It is the good news. Let's head over to 1 Corinthians 13, which I just think is so fun because it's Valentine's Day and it talks about love. So how appropriate, right? (laughs) Okay, but 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, verse 1, it says, If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging symbol. Have you ever had someone do something for you and you just know they didn't want to do it and you could just feel like, oh, I don't even want that. It was not done in love. This is, that's not us, right? We do things in love. Jesus did things in love. In the note section here, it says for 1 Corinthians 13, 1, it says the love, it's the love of God. It's an intense affection that must be demonstrated. I don't know if maybe you're in love or maybe you you have been, maybe you have a child or a spouse or a friend that you just really love. And it's, you can't just sit around and do nothing, especially if they're hurting or if they're going through something, you have to act. You have to do something. I have to help. Jesus, this is the love he has. It says, it is an intense affection that must be demonstrated. It's like he knew long ago that, hey, um, Natalie, whatever was, is going to be going through something. Jesus is like, I have to do something. And so he went to a cross. So Brenda, so Juliet, so George, so that you could be healed. It's an intense affection that he had to demonstrate. He had to go to a cross because he loves you, Deborah, because he loves you guys so much. He loved me so much that he died on a cross for me, not only to get me to heaven, but so that I could live here right now an abundant, full life. Jesus came to bring life and life abundantly. John 10, 10. It's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we have the victory. We have authority over the devil. Now we are winning. We have the Holy spirit in us. We have the victory. So thank you, Lord, that I'm not just living. I am living a full abundant life. I am living in the victory of Jesus Christ, of his love that had to be demonstrated. So thank you, Lord, for it. I love um, first. I love all of 1 Corinthians 13. It's so good. And I think it's so good in light of the father's love, right? It's not just like this love that a wife has for a husband or a husband has for a wife. I feel like that's normally how it's talked about. But it's the love that Jesus has for you. It's the love that always sees the best in you. It's a love that um, covers and doesn't expose, right? It's a love that totally forgives, completely forgets, redeems, heals, restores. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it says, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. And I love in the notes, this is really why I wanted to read it. It says, Love patiently endures mistreatment, but it also says love transforms the spirit. So the way you love people, right? But the way Jesus loves you, it transforms your spirit. It makes you whole. So just 
open up your hands today and just receive his love. We receive all you have for us, Lord. That includes healing. It includes everything you need because you love us. We receive it. I am worth loving. I keep saying, even now, I was I will take walks with my dog and I'll just repeat that. I am worth loving. I am worth pursuing. Jesus went to a cross for me. I am worth loving. And you, you are worth loving. You are worth pursuing. You are worth going to a cross for. You are worth loving. You are awesome. You are blessed. Blessings are overtaking us today in Jesus' name. Love transforms the spirit. And it's this beautiful love, you guys. It's not this love that calls out your faults and calls out your mistakes and calls out your wrongs and brings shame and guilt. It's a love that calls out the best in you. It's a love that believes the best about you. It's a love that calls you healed, that calls you redeemed, that calls you whole, completely whole. It's so good. I want to go to Luke 15. I wasn't planning on doing this. But I want to read Luke 15. This is the love of Jesus. It's a picture of the love of Jesus. And it's it's awesome. I just feel like it's so contrary to what a lot of, I don't know, people do today. But this is a picture of Jesus, how he loves you. Luke 15, if you guys want to read it with me, I think that would be cool. But if you don't have your Bibles, um, I'm just going to read it and maybe just soak it in, take it in. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us a deeper revelation, a deeper understanding of the love that you have for us, Jesus. So in verse 11, Luke 15, verse 11, verse 11, I love that it's labeled in this Bible, the Passion Translation, the loving father, the loving father. Thank you, Lord. You are our loving father. It says, then Jesus said, once there was a father with two sons. And I think that's really great too, because maybe you don't have a loving father, right? Maybe you've never experienced that. Well, we thank you, Lord, that you get to experience that today, that you're going to have an understanding of what a loving father looks like. Okay. So anyways, verse 11, then Jesus said, once there was a father with two sons, the younger son came to his father and said, father, don't you think it's time to give me the share of your estate that belongs to me? So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. He was probably doing terrible things. I'm going to go down to verse 17 humiliated after he did all these terrible things, the son finally realized what he was doing. And he thought there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. You lack nothing. Psalms 23, right? You lack nothing. We lack no good thing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slobs? Sometimes I ask Christians, like, why are we doing this when he's provided all we need? We don't have to live like that. And eating their slop, I want to go back home to my father's house and I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I'll never be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. Don't we feel like that sometimes when we mess up? I'm not even worthy to be your daughter. I'm not even worthy to be your son. 
But Jesus is like, no, no, no. It's not what you've done. I have made you worthy. My love was so great for you. I had to demonstrate it and I made you worthy. Verse 20. So the young son set off for home from a long distance away. His father saw him coming. It's like his father was looking for him. He wanted his son. He missed his son. He was looking for his son, believing his son would come home. I love that. It's like Jesus was waiting for you with open arms, wanting you to come home. Dressed as a beggar and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. I love that great compassion. It wasn't like, I can't believe you did that, son. It wasn't great anger. It was great compassion. The Lord sees you and he has compassion on you. So the father raced out to meet him, not to yell at him. Not to say, I can't believe you spent all your money. I can't believe you lived recklessly. I can't believe you made all of those mistakes. I can't believe you're dressed like a beggar. I don't even want to want to be near you. No, it says, so the father raced out to meet him. He swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with tender love. Just picture Jesus coming after you, looking for you, waiting for you, his arms open. And you come into these arms of Jesus, right? And he's not like, hey, I'm going to leave you sick. His arms are open and he's saying, hey, I have wholeness for you. Everything you need, I have it. Thank you, Lord. We receive it now. Verse 21 Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted and said, son, you're home now. Jesus interrupts you and says, no, you're healed. No, you're loved. You are worthy. Verse 22, turning to his servants, the father said, quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders, his own robe. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate for this beloved son of mine was once dead, but now he's alive again. Once he was lost, but now he's found and everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. I just picture Jesus right now celebrating over you, his great love for you. He loves you so much. His arms are open not to condemn you, not to put sickness on you, not to make you suffer. His arms are open to give you an abundant, full, blessed life. I'm going to skip over really. It's just until verse to verse 31 now. And this is actually the other brother. He's getting a little jealous. He's like, I've been here all along. Why are you celebrating my brother who left, right? Where, where, where's my party? Where are my things? <laughs> and this is what the father said. It's so good. Verse 31, the father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. That is the father's heart for you right now. My son, you are always with me by my son, by my side. My daughter, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. 
Okay, so picture this being Jesus. Jesus says to you, everything I have is yours to enjoy. Healing is yours to enjoy. He has it, right? He has it. So it's yours to enjoy. Fullness is yours to enjoy. Blessed relationships, they are yours to enjoy. Abundance and no lack, it's yours to enjoy. The desires of your heart are yours to enjoy. He is so good. He loves you. He's not asking anything of you just merely to believe. I believe it, Jesus. I believe you died. You went to a cross. You rose again so that I could live a full abundant life. You have made me worthy. Galatians 3.13. It says, yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. You are no longer under the curse. He paid the full price. He paid the full price. He absorbed it completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is doubly cursed. Jesus, our Messiah, was cursed in our place and in so doing, dissolved the curse from our lives. So now you don't have to live under the curse. You can live under the blessing that includes healing so that all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon every non-Jewish believer. And now God gives us the promise of the wonderful Holy Spirit who lives within us when we believe in him. You have the Holy Spirit living in you, guiding you, leading you, answering questions for you, leading you in wisdom. He is in you, living in you. Galatians 3.18, I love this one. It's actually the bottom. It says, we receive all the promises, all these blessings, all this good. We receive all the promises because of the promised one, because of Jesus. It doesn't say we receive all the promises because Allie believed or because Allie performed a certain way. We receive all the promises because Allie went to church every Sunday. We receive all the promises because Allie read her Bible every day, three times a day. No, no, no. It says we receive. It says Brenda receives. We receive. George receives all the promises because of the promised one. Because Jesus went to a cross. We receive all the promises because of Jesus. Not because we keep the law. Jesus did it for us. And the more you look at Jesus, the more you see him as your righteousness, the more you see, see him as your provision, the more you see Jesus as your healing, the more you see Jesus and the cross and his love for you, the more you see, hey, I don't have to keep the law. But the more you naturally do, the more you act righteous, the more you act healed. I, I mean, if someone was constantly like, Hey, Joanne, that's my grandmother. So I feel like she can handle this. But the the more you say, Hey, Joanne, I think you're so ugly. I think you're so ugly. The more you like your arms are down and you feel ugly. Right. But the more you're like, Hey, Joanne, you're the most beautiful grandmother in all the world. You're so beautiful. You're so, so beautiful. Your shoulders go back, right? You start acting beautiful. You start acting lovely. That is the transforming power of Jesus, of his love, right? He is calling out the best in you. He is believing the best in you. He is so good. His love transform you and transforms you. And it's because of Jesus, the promised one, not because you are keeping the law, not because of you. It's Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And so 
I mean, say to yourself, hey, I'm the righteousness of Christ. Hey, I am beautiful. I am chosen. I am worthy. Your life will start to go in that direction. That's what Jesus believes about you. That's what you need to believe about yourself. You are chosen by God. You are beautiful. You are so beautiful. You are so loved. You are so chosen. And this is the, I think I'm going to end with this. This is the, this is the act of love. This is the greatest act of love. It's the reason why you are the righteousness of Christ. It's the reason why you're healed and whole. It's the reason why you are living victoriously in the victory of Jesus. It's Isaiah 53. And it's crazy because this is so long before there was even a a death on a cross. Isaiah 53, and now I'm in the NIV. Actually, 52 is really interesting too. Verse 14, it says, his appearance was so disfigured when he went to a cross. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness. You couldn't even recognize him as a man. And it wasn't because he just died naturally on a cross, right? It's because he took all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our sickness. You could not even recognize him as a man. There was so much more going on that going on on that cross that day than just merely a man dying on a cross. It was our savior dying on a cross, taking every single thing wrong with us. I love it. It says that in the message translation, he took everything wrong with you onto himself on the cross. You could not even recognize him as a man. Just brings you back to John 15, 13. His love, it's a love that sacrifices all. It's a love that goes to a cross. Psalms, I mean, I'm sorry, Isaiah 53, verse one. It says, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Jesus, he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. He knows what you're going through and he doesn't want that for, he wants good for you, but he knows he's familiar with it. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse four, surely, of course, it's like, Duh, surely he took up our infirmities, the things that are wrong with you, your sickness. He took it. So it's no longer yours. I'm no longer sick. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Surely you guys, he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be depressed. When he died on a cross, he took that all. He healed you completely completely. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. Verse five, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed completely by his wounds. We are healed. Just, um, actually, so one more first Peter, I think it's two twenty four. Let me get it. But the act of Jesus dying on the cross, it's the greatest love, right? Happy Valentine's day. Receive the love of Jesus today. Okay. First Peter. 
I just know for me personally, I wasn't sure that that this, what he did on the cross was for my healing too. And this just proves it. First Peter 2 24, 1 Peter 2 24. It says he himself carried our sins, right? This is what happened on the cross. He himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. You are no longer considered a sinner. You are a saint. You are the righteousness of Christ. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding instant. So right now it's done. It's instant. You do not have to wait. It was done on the cross. Isaiah 53 long ago, he died on a cross so that you could be healed. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding. Well, Isaiah 53 was when it was prophesied, but our instant healing flowed from his wounding. But this healing includes, it says it um, in the notes, this healing includes the body, soul, and emotion. So if you are dealing with some sort of emotional, emotional thing, emotional sickness, depression, that has to go to that was healed. Also, that was also taken care of at the cross. His love brought healing and that includes emotional healing. This healing includes body, soul, and emotions. And if Isaiah 52, his appearance was so disfigured when he went to the cross beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness. It's because he took that depression. It's because he took alopecia. It's because he took that thyroid condition. It's because he took um, those terrible addictions that you're facing. It's because he took it all upon himself. You could not recognize him as a man. He died. He took your place. You are able today to live John 10, 10, life and life abundantly. You are able to live in this Zoe abundant, blessed life. So thank you guys for tuning in. That's kind of, that's what I have for you that Jesus loves you and his love had to act. His love had to go to a cross. His love had to be demonstrated because he loves you so much, Lillian, because he loves you so much, Nelly, because he loves you so much. He loves you so much. He had to demonstrate his love. He had to provide healing. He had to. He couldn't not do anything. He loves you. So thank you guys for tuning in. I, I'm believing with you for this abundant life that's been provided. I love you guys. I'm going to put up um, my website. Let's see. If y'all have any questions, you can email me. Sometimes I'm fast at responding. Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> Um, but let me close in prayer and I'm just believing that you're, you're going to have the best day, the best Valentine's day. If you're watching this today on February 14th, but the best day, if you're not the best day, whatever day it is for you. So Lord, we just thank you so much for your great love. We thank you that your love had to be demonstrated, that your love brought us healing. Your love brought us, um, provision, your love provided for us everything we need forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, that we are forgiven shame, guilt. You have to go right now in Jesus name. We thank you for our new identity. And that is the righteousness of Christ. We thank you, Lord, that we are pure. We are flawless and we are blessed. We receive all you have for us today in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you all. You guys are awesome. Have the very best day. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. 
And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.